Hey, what's up? Thanks for catching up to another episode of Unqualified News with your host, Stem. Alright, foxnews.com. Vast Mayan Palace discovered by archaeologists in Mexico. Archaeologists in Mexico have unearthed the remains of a huge Mayan palace that's estimated to be more than 1,000 years old. Located in the city of Culuba, which is about 100 miles west of Cancun, the building itself is 180 feet long, 49 feet wide, and 19 feet high, according to an announcement from Mexico's National Institute of Anthropology and History. The palace was in use during the two eras of Mayan civilization, according to Alfredo Barrera Rubio, one of the lead archaeologists on the site. We know very little about the architectural characteristics of this region, the northeast of Yucatan. So one of our main objectives, as well as the protection and restoration of cultural heritage, is to study the architecture of Culuba, he said in a video statement, as reported by The Guardian. This is just the start of the work. We are only just uncovering one of the largest structures on the site, the archaeologists added. Scientists have long been fascinated by the Mayans, who built one of the most sophisticated and developed civilizations over the course of several thousand years. In its time, the finishes of this temple would have given the impression of being snake scales. This is known because of the stone reliefs that the property has in its accesses. Resemble the jaws of a monster of the earth, said Fernanda Escalante in a statement. This is the latest of many unique discoveries regarding the Maya across Central America in recent years. Earlier this year, experts discovered a tool that was used by Mayan salt workers more than 1,000 years ago, made from the mineral jadeonite. The chisel-style implement was found at the site of Ik Wainal, a Maya salt works in southern Belize that is now submerged in salt water lagoon. Last year, an ancient mass depicting the 7th century Mayan king was discovered in southern Mexico. That was Fox News. Wow. We're still finding Mayan culture. I'm thinking 50 years from now, we have, we'll probably have like a whole new Egypt. You know how Egypt, we have all those unearthed pyramids already. I feel like maybe 50 years from now, We'll have the exact same thing, but in Southern, like Southern America, you know what I mean? Central America, Southern America. Uh, that's pretty cool. It's kind of exciting. So 50 years from now, quote me on this. You guys aren't going to want to go to Egypt to see the pyramids. You're going to want to go to Guatemala, El Salvador, and the tip of Mexico to see the pyramids. <laughs>
This one's CNN.com, CNN Business. Do you smoke? Then you can't work for U-Haul in these states. <laughs> so it starts. U-Haul said it will stop hiring people who use nicotine in 21 states where companies are allowed to consider tobacco use when making hiring decisions. Oh. The company has 30,000 employees in the United States and Canada. The policy will not apply to current employees who may smoke or use nicotine in some other manner. And the new rule won't apply to job applicants in most states. But 21 states allow an employer to decline to hire someone based on their nicotine use, according to the company. And it will implement the policy in those states on February 1st. The states are Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, Delaware, Florida, Georgia, Hawaii, Idaho, Iowa, Kansas, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Nebraska, Pennsylvania, Texas, Utah, Vermont, Virginia, and Washington. Yeah, California's not in there. Nice. <laughs> we got a little bit more freedom. All those states sound like states that I kind of don't want to live in anyway. So <laughs> the company's corporate headquarters is in Phoenix. We are deeply invested in the well-being of our team members, says a statement from Jessica Lopez, U-Haul's chief of staff. Nicotine products are addictive and pose a variety of serious health risks. This policy is a responsible step in fostering a culture of wellness at U-Haul, with the goal of helping our team members on their health journey. Huh? That's a good way to take a stance on that. We care about you. <laughs> People seeking U-Haul jobs in those states will see statements regarding the nicotine-free hiring policy on applications and will be questioned about nicotine use. In most of those states, applicants must consent to submit to nicotine screening to be considered for employment. Out of those 21 states, only Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, Vermont, and Washington prohibit testing for nicotine use. Huh? So I guess if you come in and you smell like cigarettes in those states, then that's that's uh, enough right there to get you fired. Hey, you smell like cigarette. You're not supposed to. Bye. Hmm. The company already had a non-smoking policy for its 167,000 trucks that it rents to customers. Yeah, I just moved well, probably about a year ago and yeah, we rented out a big giant truck and it didn't smell like smoke. So that was cool. <laughs> All right, this one's from Routers.com. Pentagon says Iranian commander Soleimani was developing plans to attack Americans. A U.S. strike killed Iran Quds Force Chief Qasem Soleimani, the Pentagon said on Thursday, adding that Soleimani was actively developing plans to attack Americans in Iraq and the Middle East. At the direction of the president of the U.S., military has taken decisive defensive action to protect U.S. personnel abroad by killing Qasem Soleimani, the Pentagon said in a statement. This strike was aimed at deferring future Iranian attack plans. It said adding that the United States would continue to take necessary action to protect Americans and interests around the world. The Pentagon said that Soleimani had orchestrated attacks on coalition bases in Iraq over the past few months and approved the attacks on the U.S. Embassy in Baghdad this week. U.S. officials speaking on the condition of anonymity said that Soleimani had been killed in a drone strike in Baghdad. One U.S. official said that the Iraqi militia commander Abu Mahdi al-Muhandis was also believed to have been killed in the airstrike, according to initial information, though he was not the primary target. 
The official said the Pentagon was aware of the possibility of Iranian response and U.S. military officials were ready to defend themselves. The official did not rule out additional U.S. troops for military assets going to the region. Democratic Senator Chris Murphy said while Soleimani was an enemy of the United States, the killing could put more Americans at risk. One reason we don't generally assassinate foreign political officials is the belief that such action will get more not less Americans killed, Murphy said on Twitter. That should be a real, pressing, and grave worry tonight, he said. Former U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations, Nikki Haley, said that Soleimani's death should be applauded by all who seek peace and justice. Earlier on Thursday, before the strike, U.S. Defense Secretary Mark Spesser said there were indications Iran or forces it backs may be planning additional attacks, warning that the game has changed and it was possible the United States might have to take preemptive action to protect American lives. And we did. So apparently this is why everywhere World War III is trending, Iran, Iraq. So basically, Donald Trump heard that the guy that had orchestrated the attacks on the Baghdad embassy was oh boy Soleimani over here. So he said, all right, let me get a drone attack. He got on that Xbox controller, and boom, send out a couple bombs that way. So now, yes, he stopped future attacks, but now we technically assassinated an official from Iran. That's technically what just happened. We just didn't do it with a rifle, we did it with a drone strike. But the United States has technically assassinated an official from Iran. That's technically what's happened. Come at us, bro. All right. <laughs>